0: Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez-Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme tour, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into graduate school. For the past 10 years, I've been helping undergraduate students get into top graduate programs in their field, and I'm really excited to share this information with you too. recording I am excited this is episode 100 of the grad school fan podcast oh. <laughs> and of course I had to do something special so <laughs> for me um what could be more special than to bring the mujeres who essentially um are the reason why this podcast is even here to begin with to bring them on um the mujeres of the Chicana Motherwork Collective to um, talk a little bit more about what it means to build community and work as a collective since we've been doing this for the past seven plus years now. (laughs) And so um, typically what I do in the podcast is I read people's bios, but since there are four of us here um, today, I figured we could have each one of us introduce ourselves so I'll go ahead and kind of popcorn it, have each of us introduce ourselves and then we can kind of get into having this platica on building community and working collectively. So we'll get started with Cecilia. Hi
1: everyone, I'm so happy to be on here Yvette. Congratulations on all that you've done with grad, grad school femturing. Um It's just been great to see you and support you um, on this path. So for me, um, my name is Cecilia. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I live on land in Boyle Heights, um, but I'm originally born and raised in Northern California. I'm a creative writer, speaker, and facilitator. um, And I work mostly around um, BIPOC literature and poetry. Um, It's what I love doing. And um, I'm working on some books right now. Uh, of creative nonfiction and poetry. Um, So that's me.
0: Who do you want to popcorn
2: it to? Uh, Judy. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Yvette, for uh, having us. It's an honor to be here and i feel so fancy even you sharing the background with us so thank you my name is uh judith perez and my pronouns is her um she her her ella and i have my three kids it's um luna she's she's 10 uh tino's eight and joaquin is just turned six um they share the same birthdays as emmy so um we have that kind of same birthdays and then um i am currently or i've been adjuncting for almost five years at Cal State Fullerton. I uh, work under three departments, which is the Chicano Studies Department, University 100, the Office of University 100, or Office of First-Year Experience, sorry, and um, Educational Leadership uh, Department as well. Um, yeah, that's what I'm, I've been doing. Thank you, and then I'll pop it to Christine.
3: Buenos dias. It's really good to see everyone, and shout out to Michelle who couldn't make it today. Um, but, My name is Christine Vega. I am a uh, assistant professor of Chicano-Chicano Studies. (laughs) Yes. Oh, thanks, friends. Um, And that's been a journey in itself, right? Um, And I reside in uh, West San Jose, uh, and um, my son is about to turn eight, uh, and I'm really excited (sighs) I've been really nostalgic about that, but maybe we'll get to, to that point where we're talking about our children. Um, and I have the honor and privilege of being surrounded by amazing, amazing students of color and, and um, allies and accomplices here at San Jose, and here supporting my partner, who's also um, the again, for the fifth year, I think, on the market. So. But yeah, it's really good to be here. I'm really excited to talk about community with all of you and be in community with all of you. So then now we pass it back to you, Yvette.
0: I don't know if I need to, do I need to introduce myself? (laughs) Uh, I am Yvette. Um, Those of y'all that listen to me every week, you know, I know I go by Yvette, Dr. Yvette, Dr. Yvette, and I am the podcast host and now I call myself academic coach and femtor and the founder of Grad School FemTouring LLC, which feels like a big deal to me because this week I got a binder in the mail that has like a seal that says grad school femtoring, some official documents about how it's a company, <laughs> how I can like give shares, although I'm laughing, the laughing emoji because I'm like, I'm not making that much money right now, but eventually y'all want a share. <laughs> any angel investors out there hit me up <laughs> um but yeah so um and when I when I introduce myself I, I always like feel like saying Chicana mother scholar uh, mom of two my son just turned eight too so we've got our Scorpio babies um And my daughter recently turned one. Um, And it's funny because she's right on the cusp between Libra and Scorpio. And it wasn't until her birthday that I realized she's actually a Scorpio. (laughs) So I've been thinking she's a Libra all year. (laughs) And now I'm like, "Mm, makes way more sense. So anyway, I'm getting distracted. My bad, this is what happens when I'm, when I'm with my friends is I get really distracted and then I start to laugh really loud. So hopefully you can lower your mute button, or I mean your volume <laughs> buttons when I'm laughing. <laughs> so building community. Um, I, I know uh, one way we usually get started by talking about us is by kind of sharing our, our story. Um, I want to say our birth story um, but sharing our story of how we came together and I'm happy to have one of y'all share in that story because I don't always remember <laughs> so if if one of y'all can can um, remind me of <laughs> how we got together
3: <laughs> I do remember but not all the
0: details <laughs> I like how
1: Ceci tells the story can I nominate? Yeah.
2: I like it too go Ceci <laughs>
1: well Yvette doesn't remember when we first met but <laughs> we were undergrads um we were at a conference uh for the melamaze undergraduate fellowship um Yvette was at UCLA I was at UC Berkeley and it was uh the annual regional conference so uh where was it was Stanford yeah it was Stanford. yeah oh, okay yeah. and um I was actually pregnant at the time, and I remember that I remember going to Target and buying like this huge baggy shirt, and I'm just like, no one's gonna know. And my later, and I also became friends later with um, Esther Trujillo, who was also on the podcast. And later, she was just like, girl, I knew right away. Like, and I'm like, oh shit. I guess. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> you can cut this. This is an explicit podcast. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I thought I, I thought I was like camouflaging myself, but no, Esther, you know Esther, she's just like, no, I noticed, she notices everything. But, um, but, you know, even going to that conference pregnant, it just, you know, it was like my first professional academic conference. And I think it was my first time presenting a paper. So that's kind of the purpose of the Melamay's undergraduate fellowship where um, uh, they wanna increase diversity in the professori, you know, all these things. And I remember um, when I went that I had, um, um, it, I felt not as supported because I just, I was getting conflicting kind of comments and, and messages from, you know, different people at, you know, my university. Um, and I even doubted myself that I just thought that even I thought I would drop out uh, and not complete college because, um, because I internalize those messages or those doubts. And um, so I was kind of in that mindset when um, I went to the conference, which is where I first met Yvette, um, (laughs) which she doesn't remember. Um, And then (laughs) later when I moved to um, L.A., which is where Yvette was, um, when I started my Ph.D. program, um, I... No, I think, no, we were already in communication because we were thinking of what to do for- um, ASA. uh, The ASA, the American Studies Association Annual Conference. And we wanted to submit um, a conference panel and we were just kind of thinking, well, what should we submit um, for this panel? And then kind of one by one, we, that became Chicana mother work, the panel became Chicana mother work later. So it was, um, Michelle, Christine, and Judy, um, and me and Yvette, and I think, yeah, we reached out to Michelle, who we had read her article that had just come out at that time about, um, and what, what's the title? I feel like you do remember the title. I always do.
0: <laughs> some shit I don't remember, and some stuff I remember, like, verbatim, <laughs> so Michelle doesn't even remember her title, but Michelle, so if you're listening, your article that inspired this whole movement is, lectures evaluations and diapers navigating the terrains of
1: chicana single motherhood in academia i think (laughs) something like that yeah Yeah, and it was so great because i had not read anything that described my exact positionality of being a single mom and um in academia and living away from family and just she also used you know personal narratives and testimonial in her article so i was so inspired and she said yes to joining our panel and then I think Yvette reached out to Christine and then Christine reached out to Judy. And then since then we all just started working together. Um, but I do know, Christine, that you also have a story about how you met Yvette, right? Um,
2: I think before that panel. I love that story. <laughs> <It's> so cute.
3: <laughs> I do too. I think we have to write about this, like how we met, because like, especially like honoring seven years like that's a long time that's longer than some relationships and we always think about that right like this is this is when I when folks ask me if I believe in soulmates and I and I say I do but I have multiple soulmates in multiple like relationships with people and and I yes I have a partner and I love him very very much like he's a love of my life but so are you all like and so are like another group of like of of mujeres and and um another group of people, like, have little pockets of little love affairs, I think, you know, and again, they're, like, platonic, but they're, like, I don't know, like, that's, that to me is soul work, right, anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting off the, the rails here, but I was um, pregnant my first year of PhD, I think the, the quarter had ended, and I found out I was pregnant, um, and I was working on the, Yanni is a South Campus or North Campus event for South North? Campus.
0: South
3: <laughs> campus. Okay. So you see this massive South Campus is where a lot of the STEM and life science and hard sciences are live. And I was working for um uh an organization there, and um I was like, I was kind of feeling my body was like, you know, my, my body, my belly shifting was really big. So my, my body was shifting, I had a lot of backache. And um, I don't know, like we talk about like earrings. I know it's kind of hard to see our earrings, but we usually, like for me, I think earrings are really like a part of our identity. And I was waiting for my food and I see Yvette, I don't know Yvette, right? So I see this Chicana, like random Chicana in the South Campus area of campus and waiting. And she's wearing these beautiful beaded earrings. I think her coat was red also, can't remember. I had
0: a red, um, Almost say like I'm a little um your bag. Yeah. My little roly bag is like a backpack that rolls on the floor, on the ground because like, yeah, yeah. And you complimented me. I remember distinctly. You're like, that's a cute bag, cute earrings. Like, where'd you get that bag?
3: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I need to, I was really embarrassed to go up to you because I'm like everyone's like my students and my friends were like, Christine, you shouldn't carry a backpack anymore. Like you're 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 in too much pain and he, and I was getting what like waddly, right? So then I'm like, oh, I should go up to her. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's embarrassing. And then I'm like, but she's wearing beaded earrings, so maybe she'll be like nice. And so I decided to go up to her and, and I complimented her on her bag. I'm like, hey, like, um, you know, I like your bag. Where'd you get it? I think you said, was it Overstock? I uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes.
0: We're <laughs> <laughs> not being like endorsed by oh, any <laughs> I'm just <But>, so- like. <laughs> surprised that y'all remember so many details
3: <laughs> but if overstock wants to endorse any, <laughs> one now because I'm old I don't want to carry a backpack to campus anymore so she she's like oh yeah I got an overstock it was a beautiful like rolly bag right and I'm like yes yeah, because I'm pregnant so I show her my panza, and then she gets up she goes I'm pregnant too <laughs> and she shows me her belly and I'm like what I yeah yeah I was like wow this is like divine like it's just a divine coincidence, not coincidence, just divine intervention. Um, and it ends up being that Yvette and I are from the same community in the northeast San Fernando Valley. We went to the same high school. She was, you were like teaching TSP. So you had my yeah. student Gio, who's from Pocoima. Oh yeah. Shout out to Gio and Junior, my my first Mentees. And I was like, that was it. Like I would see Yvette on the bus. She's like, hey, come sit next to me. Cause then we ended up living on the same same side of family housing at UCLA. Like it it was crazy and then emmy was due around the same time as honey A weeks friends.
0: apart wow. yeah wow
3: wow but yeah that's yeah. how we met
0: <laughs> and so now we good. gotta hear how y'all you and you and judy met too porque también
1: hay más. see your your story is all divine meeting yvette and yvette's just like i don't remember <laughs>
0: <laughs> i distinctly remember meeting up with you at every single Melon conference, Sessie.
2: <laughs> just not the yeah. first one <laughs> says he had a BFF Yvet and, and me said friendship right <laughs> no She's I mean,
0: Like you remember Christine and not me.
3: <laughs> she, see how you made me tell the story? How I told the story. <laughs>
2: she wasn't sure. She's like hold on. <laughs> I don't
1: remember correctly, let just have them it. I also appreciate that extroverts just adopt introverts. <laughs> so, so so, thank you, Christine. Because me and I are also, or Judy, we're like just kind of chill. I feel like Judy is an ambivert. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, cómo cómo se conocieron ustedes, Judy and Christine?
3: A
2: ver, Judy, your turn. Um. So I started, I guess, in Utah. Right. It was a, I remember um, ECS, right, would always bring in students that were interested in doing the the master's program. And I wasn't in an ECS, I was in ELP. And, but we were always down to host the parties to invite all the students uh, there. So that's how I met her. We're like, they're like, hey, there's just some new students. I was like, oh, bring them to our house, to my house. And um, that's how I first met you, right, Christine? Um, And so we met there, but we didn't have kids. I didn't have kids. Um, so it was fun. That was the, the fun side of us in grad school. But, uh, but then I got pregnant with Luna. So she, she's older than both, both of your kids. So I moved back home to LA so that I can get help from my parents. And then, you know, yeah, we kind of like, you all stayed in Utah, right? I remember you stayed in Utah because you were doing your master's. And by that time I was doing my, my PhD and I, I moved back out here. That was my already my third year. Um, but when I found out, I guess you went to U- UCLA, right? um for your PhD now right yeah so for your PhD so when I found out on Facebook I I think it was that you were pregnant I was like she's out here in LA she's pregnant so she couldn't be my friend because I was really struggling with finding a place to study finding people that you know um were in the same space as me and a PhD and moms as well so I was eager to like just try to you know follow her follow where you're at and I would even tell mom can you take her my kid and then and then I was all trying to hit you up like, oh, you know, what are you having? Are you having a boy or girl? And by that time, I got pregnant again. <laughs> so by that time, I was a boy. I was like, I have baby boy clothes. Can I drop it off to you? That was my way to even reach out to you. I was just so, you know, in need of, of, of compañía. Um, so that's how I reached out to, to her. But it was really hard for us to coordinate a time. I remember having my big bags of baby boy clothes in the in the back of my trunk just trying to go over there and and UCLA is far from where my mom lived um and so but I was like I want to do it because I was so desperate to find that um companionship um so it didn't happen but that's when you called me you're like hey I'm sorry we can't connect um but uh there's a group of of of, of mujeres that are also moms that want to present on our our work would you be interested I'm like what like what do you mean? I didn't understand it. I hadn't read the article. I hadn't met Yvette or Ceci or you know uh, Michelle. No la conocía nadie. I never heard of anything like that. Um, so I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Whatever it is, I'm, I'm for it. Um, no clue. And I think the ASA um, conference was the first time we are going to meet in person. I remember being so nervous for us to do. This was before Zoom, right? I think we did through um, Google Hangouts where we first met. I was so nervous to meet you all because I was like, damn, they're chingonas. They're all from, you know, these top schools. And here I am with my baby. Um, so I was really intimidated. But when I saw you all, I, I you all were so nice, so sweet. So I felt like I already knew you just through that video. And so I remember, I remember seeing Ceci. She was uh, I don't know if you remember this, Ceci, Now it's payback. Let me see if you remember this. <laughs> but, but you were in the computer in the in at the conference at the hotel. And I just remembered you because of that video chat that we had with your beautiful curly hair. And I was like, hey, Sissy. And you were like, hi, you know, kind of like the introvert and I'm over here. I'm, I am too, but I get excited once I feel like I meet people. Um, and so I was so excited to meet you and we just bonded so so immediately and it was really beautiful. So that's my little story from what I remember.
0: I don't and even we- know how to describe that. That feeling of that time that we got together, that first time, and we had our babies there, and maybe how many people in the audience? <laughs> it well, it like was
2: Esther. all our partners and our kids, and that was it.
0: And a couple of friends, Esther was there. Esther, to, like, two, like two, two, three friends. Us. <laughs> like,
2: and we we're so nervous, right? We we're so nervous. Who's gonna show up? And you know, are they gonna kick us out because of our kids? Yeah, you know, that was one of the things Ooh. that I was worried about too.
3: Or weren't you pregnant with the third baby at that point again judy you didn't want to tell us and i think you told us that
2: day. i was at another conference with my third one <laughs> <laughs> that was me right there i'm feeling um sexy with the shirt i'm like oh should i hide it they're gonna be like oh my god third kid already yeah <laughs> i was like they're gonna kick me out already that was that in san francisco i remember that one in san francisco that wasn't that wasn't oh
1: so i like your story so i'm like oh I've never partied with Judy and Christine.
2: We were fun before kids. Yeah.
1: We still are fun. What are you talking about? Yes,
2: we are fun.
0: We just <laughs> not can't hang. 9 p.m.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like we just can't hang. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I just remember when we would go travel a com- later. We would travel to conferences and just stay up like talking all night and laughing.
3: And cuddling, so, and- sort of. <laughs>
1: Cuddling <laughs> or wanting to
0: cuddle and so my, like, mm. <laughs> my interpretation. <laughs> so it's been seven years, y'all. Like that was seven years ago. So much has happened in seven years. And how is it that we have not like gotten fed up of each other or moved on to other things or formed well, some of us have formed other collectives. <laughs> Uh, how is it that we're still here? I would, I, I feel like um, if I were an outsider trying to look in, I would be curious, like, how do they, how do they do it? Like, how do they get together? What do they do? Like, how do they work together? <clears throat> what have they learned in seven years? So I'd love to hear that from your perspectives, because I know, and from my perspective, y'all have taught me a lot of lessons, like you've taught me how to be patient you know, with being type A, wanting to get shit done, like learning that it's okay to do things more slowly and intentionally. I've learned that through you all. I've learned about <clears throat> the power of dreaming and dreaming collectively, not just dreaming alone. So some of the things that we've done has, have all started as like planting a seed in a dream and it seemed like this big thing and then somehow we got it done. And I feel like that right now about our future projects Um, But yeah, I would love to hear from you all, like, about that, about what it's like, what it's been like, what have y'all learned?
3: I can start, I think, I think, for the last seven years, and probably even longer, right, because it wasn't until ASA, that was 2014. But even before that, right? Um, I don't know, like, it just, it just felt like a, a sisterhood right away right and we all have our different personalities and our strengths in areas that we can grow from but i think what's really important about this collective is that we all like tap into our strengths and we help each other grow in that way right and so i think that's what makes it really powerful and yeah we we there's we can't romanticize that there isn't any tensions because they are but those tensions can then be resolved and i think what Well, we've I don't know maybe it's the fact that we're parents that we've like learned the skill set to like something I learned from Ceci uh was the the rupture and the repair when I was having like and I still have a hard time with Hanitio here and there like there's it's there's like always learn there's always learning with our children and I remember when I would call Ceci like in my most like hard moments with Hanizio, um I was, I was reminded of the rupture and repair. And I think that's something that we, we try to practice, not necessarily naming that, but if there's tensions or whatever, like we can talk about it, cry about it, get mad at each other about it and work through it and move on, right? And I think that's just, it's like five of us, like it's a lot, right? Um, I still laugh at, I don't know, maybe it was you and me fighting event and then like Michelle that's yelled yeah, at I it
0: was. <laughs>
3: Why is it ours
0: us, Christine?
3: I don't know. My, my Aries, my Aries fire, and I don't know your Virgo everything. Is that
0: Aries? Seriously, <laughs> I've struggled with Aries, folks. Sorry, my listeners who are Aries. I love you, but sometimes there's tension.
3: Like there's I boil up, right? Like I'm a I'm a Cancer. I'm sensitive, but I boil up like from zero to a thousand really fast, you know. And so <laughs> I just remember that time and. Just Michelle yelling at us and we were like oh shit big sister status like all right um, and then Judy turning around <laughs> like
2: <laughs> Wait,
0: what, did, what did Michelle say like Michelle is the seasoned one of the group
2: <laughs> but
0: it's it's real right like these tensions are real yeah. and they're important
3: right they're so important but we keep each other like, I think that's how we keep each other balanced. And honestly, like when we get together is really, I really miss that so much. COVID has changed that for us and it's, it's exhausting because we do a lot of work, but um, it's really, I, I miss being in community with you all.
2: I can stop there.
0: And the, um, I was going to say, too, the, the thing about COVID is that because we've been in different places at different times for so many years, we were already using Zoom way before the rest of the world were. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate all, all the things that I, I've learned, um, like even down to like the skill sets that we've taught each other from kind of having to learn how to navigate five different people working together. Did I see Judy? I think you were going to say
2: something. Yeah, I think I was just saying like that. I remember that that uh, argument with you all. That's when I was like, I, these are my sisters. These are <laughs> my sisters. I felt the love because I grew up with, it was uh, four of us um, sisters. And so I think for, for me, this community, um, it was a different community from like my sisters. My sisters, it was growing up with, with our parents, you know, our, our, the, the way we grew up was different. But they didn't understand me because none of them uh, went to college. None of them went to, you know, grad school and continued their education. So they didn't understand a lot of the experiences that I was having, especially as a mom. They could help me with supporting me with their, the kids, but they couldn't really help me um, with balancing, you know, life and all the family problems and all that. So I think I seek you all to know how are you doing it? You know, you are also first generation. You also understood what it was like to go to undergrad, grad school and, and you know, the the, the Professors, all of these things. Um, it was that was my my family, my community, where I felt like I I needed I needed this and and the reunions that we have, the retreats that we have, was my way to um, release all the stress that I wasn't able to um, or just the the different things that were going on with me um, as a mother, as a as a grad student as well. Right, those are a lot of things that our family members or my siblings wouldn't understand, wouldn't be able to understand. So that was super helpful for me because it's like okay we talk about grad school we talk about mothering but we also have you know disagreements and that's what um that was that was the part that was missing um with us before because we didn't have any disagreements so then i was like yes that's what we needed we needed to have that because it it made us stronger and i think uh, i remember that feeling like you know, it, it hurts when we argue to me. It's like, I've always been the, the, the one just observing my sisters when they start arguing and I'm just like listening and I'm just quiet. And I always share my thoughts right afterwards. And I felt the same way with, with you. I was just listening and quiet. I'm like, oh, till you know, our big sister came and La Regaño and I was like, okay, yeah, this is it. This is family. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're doing and, it, and it's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think, for me just at the beginning um, when I first started my PhD program just feeling really isolated Um, but I'm glad now in 2021 or almost 2022 that things are so much different now and I think that's another reason why social media um, can be you know used for good in the sense that I see so many things online of like people posting about being um, parents or you know having other responsibilities and trying to help each other get through college and grad school and their goals because when we started it just there was none of that really and in my program I think there was at the time one other person who was a parent but then he was um, I think it's just different when they're fathers when they're men (laughs) Um, so I didn't really connect with him Uh, and then later one of my friends had two children during the PhD program, a woman of color. So I felt more support that way. But otherwise, um, you know, I just, it's just like, I couldn't afford a babysitter. I had to figure out how to get to my um, seminars and just there wasn't support for um, childcare costs. Like at least my undergrad institution did have more of those support and services so um for me it was when I found out that Yvette was pregnant so just kind of I don't yeah I don't remember how we we started keeping in touch again I think when I moved to LA and then by the point that we came to ASA and just trying to organize that panel but um I think for me that was helpful and then looking back on it just looking at undergrads. So how I said earlier, like I was trying to find a shirt where it's just, I kind of wanted to hide, you know, my pregnancy because especially as an undergrad where not as many, well, actually there are, according to the data, there actually are of undergrads who our parents, but, um, it doesn't feel that way. Or I just, I felt like I was the only one and looking back on it, it's just like, why was I, why did I internalize that? Like that I had to hide it. And, um, because they had these doubts Um, and things are still hard for parents and and mothers in academia, but uh, I'm glad that we've been able to have, to work together and to, um, you know, just kind of bring more visibility to everything that we do. So um, that's what's been important to me. And then also I think the other thing that helps with working together for so long is that um, we're a collective meaning that we're just, we're not based in any one institution, you know, we don't get funding from you know, a certain grant, you know, we're not a nonprofit. Um, and I think that really helps because we just do what we want and we have different projects, um, just ch- having meetings, checking in with each other. So I think that's kind of, it requires more, it does require time and attention in a different way than what we're taught in academia, um, you know, as you know, quote unquote, you know, service or or whatever, um, or from or for some kind of goal towards tenure or something. But um, there's many ways to work together and exist. So I'm glad that Chicana mother work is one possibility out of many.
0: And I feel like our work is infinite. You know, there is no like one designated end goal or end date. And I love that about it. It's like that sense of, for me, provides me with the comfort and security that I usually kind of am looking for in other spaces, but that I should know that I have within myself too. But the collective, I think has helped with empowering me as as a person because we've validated each other so much. We've talked about like how we give each other micro affirmations that like counter all the microaggressions, microaggressions, all the shit that we deal with in academic spaces. And then we create our own like counter spaces, our own spaces of resistance. And even if it's just this, us meeting over Zoom, having this platica, it's like, I know I'm gonna feel better. Like every time we've had a conversation, no matter how difficult it's been, I have always felt better. Um, and I think that's, that's powerful. And to know that I, that I have that and that I have that infinitely, <laughs> it's like so much abundance. <laughs> um, so f- like, I feel like I'm so grateful to you all. And seriously, y'all are the reason I started the podcast. I was like researching different podcasting options for a Chicana mother. We're like, what would be like to try different things out? And I was just joking around, messing with my phone and created grad school found without even thinking about it. And then it became a thing. So thank you, Mujeres, for for everything.
2: I was just thinking, sorry, Christine, you were gonna say something, right? Okay, Um, I was, I I listened to Pacifica Radio 90.7, do you all hear it, listen to it? Um, And it was uh, somebody, they were interviewing a person, I can't remember, and I was trying to research the the person to give them credit, but, I remember um, one of the things when I think of our collective, what it's done for me, it's, uh, it's really allowed me to express my, what my thoughts, right? Um, how I feel about certain things. And for many of you, I know even just uh, what you, you know, imagine doing, what you're hoping to do, right? That's our collective we share, like our dreams, um, literally, <laughs> and also our, our dreams, you know, um, just in our thoughts. And she was talking, the, the person that we were being interviewed, she was talking about how we're so trained, um, and Sessie talked about it too, how we internalize what it means to walk around at a conference pregnant, right? Um, I think we were so trained to police our behaviors, our attitudes, our language, how we look. Right. And so we knew very much how to do that. And, and this collective has allowed us to, you know, be free and, and be who we are and talk the way we have. We don't have to be professional. We don't have to, you know, look a certain way. Um, it's, it's actually we embrace our, our looks, right, our, our greñas or nagreñas, right, um, for the day um, things. But I think one of the things that really stood out for me that that particular um, um, interview said about how, you um, Through through the book that they were they had written is how um, they're no longer feeling like they're they're uh, policing their possibilities and I think this is what uh, this collective does for me where um, our possibilities are endless and we always share our dreams our. What we imagine, we share them together individually, and we support each other on them, right? And collectively as well. And that was like, yes, that's that's what this collective does for me, right? It, it really allows us to dream together, dream and support each other on in our individual dreams, like grad school, femtoring, right? All of that. It's it's really powerful, and I and I love that that we don't have to police who we are within ourselves. Like we're our whole self, you know, when we're struggling with our kids, when we're struggling struggling with with our parejas as well, with our family members, right? We talk about all these different things um, and that's powerful for me because I I, I never feel judged by, by you all and that's something that's really hard right because I for with my family I love my family but the way I raise my kids they might not agree with right um, and so and sometimes I, I question myself and so I come to you all like hey how are you doing it how do you do it with this how do you do it with that right it was it's really beautiful to have that support with you all where um, we provide feedback to each other as well so that's what, that's what it has meant for me.
0: We got about 10 more minutes left. I'm just curious if there's any um, final thoughts or things that have come to mind. You um, going to share with folks that maybe are trying to find a space for themselves or trying to find like-minded individuals, trying to build community wherever they are.
3: I think for me, because I'm again in a new city, you know, in a new community, um, and I think I'm just, I think I'm just exhausted, right, of the moving and, and the trying to set roots and then knowing that things could be temporary. Um, I think I'm just trekking slower. And, and I think for now, what I'm trying to do is um, kind of list, kind of like, Listening to the vibration of of the spaces I'm in. And I'm one of the only um, tenure track faculty that's currently present on campus in my department, right? So I'm not necessarily like um, como les digo, like I think for me, the community right now are my students and and then listening to what they need, right? Because, you know, I was very intentional about where I wanted to land and I'm really happy and ended up being here, right? Um, and all these, uh, academia has so many challenges, right? We can't romanticize it. And so what I think for me, building community as, um, as we're wrapping up is, is right now is being present for my students to see what it is, how I can be supported to them. And honestly, like they need a lot of support right now, like a lot. Um, and particularly my students, my female students who are in STEM, they need so much support because a lot of them are transfer students and are getting, um, I don't think they have the emotional support to, to, to continue, right? And we, we already know the statistics of like women of color, men of color, folk of color, and STEM is, is really like small. So I think for now, that's how I'm building my community is through them um, and hoping that I can, you know, co-construct little pockets of counter spaces for them. And sometimes even though if I wanna try to do that, just to kind of listen to them and check in on them. Something so simple can go a long way. And I hope it does um, that even though I'm their professor for this particular course, it doesn't mean I'm not available to just be there for any other kind of support or resources that I can give them, which is why I think your your podcast and your work is so critical because I point a lot of my students towards your podcast, especially my master's students. I'm like, this is a wealth of knowledge, take advantage of it, <laughs> you know, um, but that's, that's how I am, I'm, I'm seeing community building right now.
0: Just as a quick side note, I like legit wrote my first blog post thinking about one of your students and sent it to that
2: student. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, and I think just thinking about, Christine, what you shared about working with your students um, and then also related to why, uh, partly why you started this podcast, um, event, um or this business, uh, grad school femtrain, I think it's so important because, um, you know, a lot of the times the institution, um, it's not like the institution gives us these spaces or collectives. It's like, we do have to seek it out on our own and it kind of can feel overwhelming, but I think Part of it for me can be um, seeking uh, people that you think you might connect with, um, whether you're a student connecting with like a professor or um, grad students or professors with each other, right? Um, kind of like we did in when we started Chicana mother work, um, and I think I think that's so important. But I think part of it for me is just even reaching out to people or just saying that you need help or support can feel really vulnerable. And I know it was like that for me and also just being an introvert, just even more so. Right. But I think, um, it taking, just saying that you need help or support. Um, I think, um, it's important to ask for that because a whole lot of other people probably need the same things too. And then if you can work together, it just, it makes it um, that much better because you're not alone and isolated. So, um, so I think about that a lot and even just looking back on what I experienced, like things that I needed and didn't have in undergrad and, and grad school. And I want to help try to give those things, um, now in the ways that I can, which right now mostly is, has to do with my creative writing, <laughs> but, um, you know, So there's different ways that we can do it, but, uh, but yeah. I'm gonna ask
0: y'all, unless, I think Judy, I think you are gonna say something, but I was gonna ask y'all one more question. Last last question, you, um, if folks resonated with y'all and would like to be in touch, what's you know, the best way to reach you? And um, we can also give them the Chicana mother work <laughs> um, handles too, that
1: works too. So how can folks reach you? Um, Well, the best way for me is on Twitter. I mostly post writing-related stuff, um, La Sangre Llama with uh, underscores between the words, and then on Instagram, Bookworm Por Vida, also with underscores. um, And I just share um, when I'm reading, what I'm I'm doing, what I'm applying to, um, more so in creative writing and publishing, but I am there, so that's where you'll find me also um,
3: Cecilia's mothering Wild brown um, publication I think it got like 60,000 views or downloads from our website I think from the statistics so you can also find her readings there just saying it's an amazing read <laughs> I can be reached through the Chicana mother work um, email um, just to kind of keep the separation between work emails because I get saturated at work and I will oh, my emails will drown out in my work email. So Chicana Motherwork is the best way to reach me if anyone wants to reach out.
0: Yeah, and that's at gmail.com. No spaces, underscores or anything in between. What about you, Judy? What's the best way to reach you?
2: That me and Chicana Motherwork Gmail works out because sometimes I'm burned out from my Fullerton one. I don't check it. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to check it. So if you want to reach me, and it's a, it's a good one. Um, I, I, like, I like getting those emails right where it's like I relate to you. I'm going through what you're going through. Those are a lot better than my Fullerton one. I love Fullerton. <laughs> my students, I love my students, but. Um, that would be the best way, but I think I was, was going to say about how, thank you so much, um, Yvette, because uh, grad school um, mentoring really reminds me of, of, of like how it's what we didn't have, you pro, you're providing it for everyone free and accessible when I always think of like I keep thinking when I teach is like be the professor you wish you had. Um, that's what your podcast does is be the grad grad school mentoring that you wish you had, and and that's exactly what you do. And that's that. This is why you have so many lis- listeners listening. So thank you so much, Eva. Thank you.
0: Thank
3: you for everyone.
2: having
0: us. <laughs> Congratulations, one hundredth episode. Yay, one hundred. Keeping it one hundred. <laughs> oh my gosh! I totally had to say that thanks so much for joining me in the grad school femtouring podcast if you liked what you heard please rate this podcast on itunes spotify or anywhere you tune in you can also support the podcast by donating to my patreon page anger page or venmo account which is at grad school if you have questions or episode topics, you can contact me by sending me a DM on Instagram, sending me an email to gradschoolfemtouring at gmail.com, sending me a voice message on Anchor, or sending me a message via my personal website at eventmartinezvu.com. Until next time.